Hello, podcast fans. This is Falcon Paladin coming to you with yet another edition of the Falcon Paladin Hour. And with me, as always, is my co-caster and friend from down under. His name is Wade. And how are things today, Mr. Wade? Pleasant, they are. Pleasant, pleasant summer days down there in Australia. It's very hot. I wish I had the air conditioner yes. on. Is it too loud? It, it, is that a problem? It is much too loud. Mm. Is it one of those window units? Uh, yeah, except it's not in a window. It's just kind of in a cut-out hole in the wall. Oh. So it, it's oh. it's the same thing. It's just not in a window. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. I've just... I think I've always seen those in windows. Okay, well... Is there a reason why it wasn't installed in a window? Uh, the windows have security shutters on them. Mm. So I believe they didn't... Like, you can't have shutters that raise and lower over a air conditioner unit for some reason, I imagine. No. And come to think of it, the times I've seen an air conditioning unit in a window, it's not very... Like, if you're worried about people getting into your house, it's not great. Because they can just push the unit in and ta-da, they have access. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of a security yeah. flaw. That's a concern. Not that I... I mean, I've ha I had one in an apartment one summer when I was a college student. And I never th thought about that. Hmm. <laughs> Maybe I should have. Well, I mean, did you ever get robbed? Did not. Successfully made it. Then you don't need to worry about it now. Nope. Never again. Got Central Air now. I've moved up to the big leagues. Mm. I, I've had Central Air. It's quite nice. It is quite nice. Going back would be just horrible. I can't imagine going back. Yeah. <laughs> the more I think about the heat, the sweatier I get. Let's move on. Moving on. Moving on to... A much colder topic, as it's set in the vast reaches of space. I saw the Star Wars, Wade. You saw the Star Wars! Yay! I, I saw the Star Wars a full week after you saw it. No. I, kind of? I saw it Thursday. You saw it on a Sunday. True. Your <laughs> Thursday, though, so it was my Wednesday. Okay. Wednesday to Sunday is still not a full week. <laughs> It's so many days, though. <laughs> it's five whole days. And then I didn't I didn't tell Wade I had seen it, and he was very concerned that I, something had come up. Yes. I was worried you weren't going to be able to talk about Star Wars on our Star Wars special episode. And your head would have exploded. By the way, so many spoilers, you guys. <laughs> yes. If you haven't seen the Star Wars, turn back now and watch this later. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Or if you're the kind of crazy person who's okay with watching or listening to spoilers... Before you've seen something, fine, you can stick around, but geez, I don't understand you at all. From now on, it's all spoilers. Turn back. Yeah. All right, so for beginners, I just want to say, if I had paid $10 just for the first 15 minutes of this film, I would have considered my money well spent. Any, I, I don't know if I've been brainwashed or it's just nostalgia or what, but watching an X-Wing fly around and blow stuff up is all I want from these <laughs> movies. The absolute best part of The Force Awakens is when they come skimming over the water. Oh, yeah. And it's just this crazy uh, TIE fighter X-Wing fight and they're blowing stuff up on the ground and Poe kills seven TIE fighters in 10 seconds. And it's just... Oh, the little Falcon Paladin inside of me just squeals with delight when that happens. There is something remarkable about watching X-Wings fight TIE Fighters in space and just... Yep. Oh, it's so good. So if that's all it was, I would have walked out of the theater and said that was a good Star Wars movie. So, <laughs> uh, it, so the bar was clear it's, pretty early. It's, it's unfortunate 
that Poe does not get on an X-Wing for the rest of the movie. He's done at that point. It. Oh, I was like, oh, this is, if this is how this movie is, I'm excited. And then there was no more of it the rest of the time, and I was sad. I was kind of sad. You were a little let down, but the, how'd you feel about the rest of the movie? It was good. It was very good. It was very Star Wars, right? Mm. There were a lot of moments where I said, this is Star Wars. Like, nothing, no other franchise, no other fictional anything can pull this off. This is a Star Wars thing. Yeah, so it was good. I have complaints. I, uh, I have complaints, I, too. I, yeah. I can get to those early or later. Okay, since we've already talked about the space battle at the start, I want to say... There's a reason in every Star Wars video game you don't get super close to the capital ships you're trying to destroy. Mm. You kill them with Y-Wings and bombers launching 18 proton torpedoes from distance. Very, like, two clicks away distance. Really far away. Mm -hmm. And then turn around and go away. You don't get close enough to spit on the freaking dreadnought to try and kill it. The bomber design is horrifically bad. Yes. The... the the bomber is not it's not a terrible idea when you have someone who's fantastically good at taking down the cannons as Poe. When you have one pilot that can take down all of a dreadnought's cannons and then you just have these very slow like why were they so slow? Slow they, they should, I don't know. Poe's ship has an overdrive. Just give them a drive. <laughs> Well, it kind of sure seemed like that was experimental, right? Yeah. It's like, we've never done this before. I sure hope I don't die. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Maybe. But. That explains that. But though, the ships didn't seem fast enough to get away from their own explosions. No, they really didn't. They were ponderous. Yeah. I feel like the entire ship design is, okay, well, we have this particular kind of explosive. What's the best way to carry store and deliver this as a payload? Because, as you could see, it's clearly very volatile. So I think they couldn't just stick it in a torpedo tube and fire it. Because I think that would, like, any kind of impact would just detonate it in the tube. Sure. Which is why they have to be shipborne. Yeah, alright. Yeah. Like, I understand for the purposes of cinematic suspense and drama, you have to do it this way. But I'm just saying, the smart way to do this is you launch 37 separate proton torpedoes. <laughs> At the Dreadnought, from forever away, still have Poe get rid of the surface guns, because they can still shoot down the torpedoes. But just do it that way, and then no one has to die, and it's great. I don't know. Yeah, but then you could miss. If your ship is sitting right on top of theirs, and you drop something in space, how does that work? Yeah, no, uh, torpedoes, at least in the video games, are homing. Um... You shoot those things, and they do not miss. They can get shot down, but they don't miss. Okay. It's been a while since I've played any Star Wars games. For obvious reasons. For obvious reasons? What's that? There haven't been any new ones? There haven't, <laughs> haven't been any good ones recently. Yeah. Stupid. <laughs> anyway. I'm not even going to mention it. The game that shall not be named. <laughs> ah, take that. EA Sports. EA Sports? Just EA. <laughs> uh, I'd, so anyway. I'd play FIFA if I could run around as Kylo Ren. <laughs> That'd be... F I mean... It'd break the game, probably. Having force powers <laughs> makes it unfair. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. Also, I just want to say, for all the work that Poe did disabling the guns on the Dreadnought, the light fighters did an incredible job killing every single one of those bombers, right? Uh, even their um, defense ships, like, the bombers came out with more X-Wings and stuff like that. And, yeah, and some A-Wings. Yeah, and it was like, alright, well, we just need to protect them, and then, like, four shots occur, and every one of those shots is something like, from the Rebels' side being blown up. It's like... yeah. Okay, I get that Poe's really good, but is everyone else just really that bad? It would seem so. Ugh. I mean, one of the bombers got taken down through bad luck. Somebody killed a TIE fighter and its corpse collided with a bomber and just blew the crap out of it, right? Yeah. I mean, that's just bad luck in war. It happens. Uh, but the rest of them were like just regular old strafing runs, mm. blowing them up. The, type five, the A-Wings are just kind of hanging out. The X-Wings aren't doing that great either. It's just complete chaos, which is, you know, fair. War is chaos. War is what it is. But it's just bad. Anyway, space battle, good times. So fun. Very, very fun stuff. Then everybody dies, but they get the Dreadnought. Mm -hmm. And then Leia's like, hey, stupid. You just blew up three quarters of our fleet to kill a single ship. Way to go, genius. Yeah, but it, it was a Dreadnought. It was a fleet killer. Yeah, it was. And if they had had that Dreadnought later... It could have jumped in front of their ship, which was being chased by the other ship. Okay, hang on. Hang on. You're talking about a light speed jump? Yeah. So why couldn't one of the other Empire ships do that? that that's, that's an excellent point. Okay. Because well, you're saying if the Dreadnought was around, it could have done it, but there's nothing special about its <laughs> ability to do that compared to any of the other 18 ships. Okay. 18 Star Destroyers, there, right? There wasn't 18. There were like six. It was like six and Snoke ship. Okay. Yes. Maybe there's a minimum distance, right? Okay. So the, the, all the ships that pull up with Snoke ship, which is one that's tracking them, right? But you leave the Dreadnought yes. behind, and then they go, oh, okay, it's there. Jump just a little bit ahead of us. But the ones that are already there can't do it because it's within the minimum distance. And the other ships are also weak that if they did jump in front of the, the Rebel fleet, that it would be by itself and outmatched. So they want to keep it as a pack, but not the Dreadnought, because it's super powerful for some reason. Right. For reasons that are not quite explained. Well, its armor's too thick to be pierced by a single light fighter in attack formation. Well, yeah, but same with the Star Destroyer. You can't take down a Star Destroyer with a single friggin' X-Wing. No, but you can disable its ship, uh, its engines and stuff like that. You can really mess them up. Mm, fair enough. But Dreadnought, no. No. All right. I'm on board with that, that discussion. Okay. Good answer. We'll take it. We'll accept it for what it is. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, star battle done. Now we get to the part of the movie where there aren't star battles, and therefore it is inherently lesser than the first 15 minutes. But it's but it's still good. It's still Star Wars, right? Yes. Well, it's all Star Wars. All right. Let's get this out of the way. Leia force flying through open space. Uh... Yeah, that was my reaction too. It wasn't great. <sighs> I mean, in-universe, fine, she has force powers. Okay. The, I don't have a problem with it in principle. It's just when yes. they reintroduce Leia, however many years later it has been since Return of the Jedi, they don't show her as a force user. They don't show that she's been particularly trained to use the force. If they had, I could maybe kind of get it. Like, okay, she's within the ship's shields that have come back up because they do that and that's why she's not getting pulled out and sucked into the vacuum right right i could maybe buy that 
and now she's pulling herself in, but there's nothing of that. She just magically has force powers now. Yes, she does. Should have shown it at any point in the previous movie, and I might have enjoyed it a little bit better. I agree. I mean, 100%. She does kind of, like, she can clearly feel Han's death in the force. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess. She has a greater force sensitivity than the average person. Well, she's a Skywalker. Yeah, just through bloodline. But there's never any sense that she can manipulate the force. No. Yeah, so that's the problem. Yeah. And with Carrie Fisher being dead, you like you'd think they okay, they found a way to tie that loose end. I thought that's what it was. Yeah. I thought it was like, oh, okay, this is your send off. The music's all dramatic and yeah. meaningful emotionally, and I'm like, okay, all right. And you have Kylo Ren have that change of heart at the last second, and he doesn't fire the shot, but his mother still dies. It's like, okay, this makes yeah. sense. I like this. I actually quite like. Oh wait, no, no, no. Wait, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> and and the f- yes. the fact the f- fact that Finn is like fresh out of a coma, who's before that, he was basically a newborn rebel scum, scumling, if you will, and then she just force pulls herself back in from a hull breach, and he's just like, "What's this bracelet she dropped?" Yeah, like, like nobody else notices this. No, no like th- there's Finn and Poe and BB-8 and however many other rebels there, and they're just like, "Yeah, she can do this." This is fine. Why is nobody stopping to ask a question here? It's a great question. I got nothing. Uh, and the fact that it's never talked about again that she does this? Yeah, I don't. I got nothing. I got no rebuttal here. That means you're on my side. Such your feelings. Yes. You know it to be true. <laughs> and as sad as I was that this meant there were going to be no more X-Wing battles, Kylo Ren flying into the cruiser and blowing the crap out of the hangar was awesome. Yes. That was very good. We should do this every time. Both sides should just be blowing the crap out of each other's <laughs> hangars. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this has been kind of a weird thing about Star Wars in general. This has been internally consistent, I believe, is that light fighters can penetrate capital ship shields. Mm. But lasers and torpedoes cannot. I don't know why this is. Um, but it's totally a thing. Yeah, techno babble. Yeah, yeah. They've never tried to explain it in any way. It's just what it is. Well, I, I mean, there's lots of things in Star Wars that you just kind of have to take. Because, okay, that's the way the technology works. It's like everyone runs around with a laser blaster, but would you see a foot of light? You know, the length of your forearm moving at light speed down a hallway at you? Probably not. But we still see it. Yeah, laser blasts are incredibly slow compared to what it should be, 100%. But it's internally consistent, so we let it slide, basically. Pretty much. Yeah. All right, so more complaining. (laughs) So new leader of the growing smaller everyday resistance decides that she doesn't need to tell anyone what her plan is. Admiral Holder. What the plan is. No no concern for anybody else's understanding of what's going on. No. Well, I mean, as you can kind of mangle a reason together for that, but I still think it would have been much simpler for her to just be like, this is why, this is like, this is what we're doing. But there, I, yeah. I can't think of semi-plausible reasons as for why she wouldn't. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. And no, I mean, ostensibly it's because Poe flies off the handle and makes poor decisions and doesn't listen to command. 
But he finds out what the plan is and says, oh, that seems fine. Let's do that. Well, he says that might work after he's been kind of forced onto, onto a escape shuttle. Yeah, but he's, he doesn't... I mean, he doesn't fight it in any way, though, right? Well, at that point, he can't. What's he going to do? Turn one, like, shuttle ship around with Leia there? Like, she, she can clearly overpower him. She's got the force. Sure, but it wasn't a reluctant acceptance. Did you think it was? Mm, no, I think once he found out the, what the actual plan was supposed to be, he was like, oh, yeah, that could totally work. And he's just like, all right, right let's do it. Yeah, and I really feel like if the Admiral had told him that at the start, he'd be like, okay, that could totally work. I'm glad we have a plan other than just sit here until we die. Thank you for letting me in. Because uh, that's what he was so mad about. He thought the plan was we just sit here and commit suicide. Yeah, yeah, that's what he was mad about. But yeah, but you have to remember that they'd all just been tracked through Lightspeed, which they say is impossible. But right. given how Rogue One ends with like Darth Vader coming towards Leia's ship and then Leia's ship jumping to light space and then 30 seconds later Vader's ship turns up and boards Leia's ship at the beginning of New Hope it doesn't yes. seem like that should be impossible because it's happened before Finn and Rose are the ones who put together how the tracking system probably works and they never tell Admiral Holdo this so she's probably under the suspicion that there's a traitor on board and if that word gets out of what the plan is it'll leak which it does yes because Finn and Rose are stupid, part two of my complaints. Yes. All right, so there might be a traitor on board. If the traitor is Poe Dameron, you're screwed anyway, right? <laughs> yes. And if the Okay. <laughs> yeah. So there's no good reason not to tell him. That's it. End of discussion. I do feel like there were maybe a little light on him with the whole mutiny thing. So like, uh, yeah. let's stun him. All right, load him up on a transport. I like him. Yeah, me too. Let's demote him a little bit. Yeah, I believe that the demotion is from commander to captain, which is actually a promotion in the U.S. Navy. People laughed about that. Oh, did they? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, guess what? This I isn't the U.S. Fun. Navy. No, it's not, you jerks. Leave it alone. So a demotion. But again, it's Poe. They know his heart's in the right place. He's not actively trying to sabotage the resistance. He's just overeager and doesn't think things through. And he's the best pilot they have by about 8,000 light years. Yep. So they can't necessarily throw him in the brig. No. All right. So let's go to Finn and Rose. Finn and Rose, Finn and Rose meet for the first time and decide they're going to go fix everything mm -hmm. by themselves. Right? Yeah. Sort of. Okay. So not only do they not accomplish nothing, what they accomplish actively results in the deaths of half of the remaining members of the Resistance. Way to go, Finn and Rose. Yeah. Slow clap. Slow clap for Finn and Rose. <laughs> It was a rough movie for Finn, man. Yeah. I mean, he killed Captain Phasma, which Captain Phasma did absolutely nothing in this film. Mm-hmm. Also true. Which is a problem. Okay. Quick, quick, quick aside. Real fast. She is the Boba Fett of the new trilogy. Yeah. She's trying to be. She looks awesome. People say how awesome she is, accomplishes very little, and dies ignominiously very quickly. Yep. Yep. Okay. So annoying. I just, it makes me mad that they didn't do more with her after the first movie where they did nothing with her either. Her story is much more interesting in the new canon books and then like they're just kind of like throwing her in because that's where she started and then people retroactively wrote books about her to make her cool. Mm. Yeah. But man, does she do nothing in the movies? Pretty much nothing. She goes like, no. like in this movie, she basically goes from, all right, we're about to execute three, two, one to, okay, I'm going to walk out of the smoke and fight you now. Right. That's, that's kind of it. 
It really Finn is. gets a cheap least... shot. I'm I'm trying to think, is there any like benefit that comes from what Finn and Rose do? No. I told you. There is no benefit, and it directly results in the deaths of half of the remaining members of the Resistance. It is literally half of those escape pods get blown to smithereens because they trusted some dude that they found in a jail, in a jail cell <laughs> because they got caught 45 seconds after landing on the casino world. Yeah, because they couldn't park their speeder somewhere else. What if they no, just asked that they... guy, okay, oh, I'm sorry, we're new here. Where do we actually park? Right. That's all they had to do. Park in the field. There was no one looking there. Uh, so bad. So bad. And then Maz's tip to find the dude with the red whatever rose thing. Was he the guy? I don't know. <laughs> they don't know. He probably got trampled to death by one of those <laughs> llama things. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Everything with Finn and Rose was problematic. It was bad. I, I don't think it although I don't think it was necessarily bad. Like what 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 came of it? Like their impact on the events within the story were not positive, right? Nothing. Nothing. But I don't think it was like you could have just scrapped it from the movie and made it a better movie. The one thing that came from it was that BB-8 drove an ATSD, and it was fantastic. That was hilarious. Mm. <laughs> Wade's having a rough time with that one. I feel like BB-8 as a droid should be able to interface with X-wings and ATSTs in a ma- in like a fashion that is beyond. Let's stick our finger in an electrical circuit. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. No, you're right. There should be a well, unless the First Order doesn't want droids straight up driving <laughs> ATSTs, right? I mean, I guess so. How did you feel about the evil BB-8? The black one. Um, I felt he was entirely marketing. Oh, probably. Uh, I just enjoy that they, like, the cast and crew's name for him was BB Hate. <laughs> That's very good. Yes. So that was cute. <laughs> that is very good. And I laughed, right? Like, the evil, sinister <laughs> BB 8 counterpart. I, I giggled at that. It was good. But again, accomplished almost nothing. Is he actually responsible for them getting their cover blown? Yes, because he recognizes that First Order doesn't have... The upside down. The, the, the bin was a droid in, like... They were, they were, like, there was no square droids. So he was like, hey, what's that going on over there? Well, it was a callback to the original Star Wars, right? Yes. Because there are the little tiny garbage can droids that are running around like mice. Yeah. And they scamper around. So it was kind of like that. But yeah, like... People should have recognized the upside-down trash can was running around by itself. Instead of going, I suppose that's a new model of droid. Instead of, I've never seen that before. Maybe we should call someone, right? So, okay. So, evil evil black version of BB-8. Recognize what was going on. BB-8, yes. Recognize what was going on. And blew everyone's cover. Mm. Do you think Benicio Del Toro would have betrayed them if they hadn't gotten busted? Um... Maybe. I'm not entirely sure. Because he's clearly just a profiteer, right? He just He's just in he it is. for whatever's personal best for him. I think he would have run the calculation on, do the rebels have enough to actually pay me on this? And yeah, just probably not. Probably not. And if they do, they probably don't in the next 16 hours. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's it. He looks at the situation says, okay, the First Order has at least six Star Destroyers. <laughs> And another giant ship, the resistance is down to a single 
Mon Calamari Cruiser, mm-hmm. I think I'm going to put my money on the first order on this one. Yeah. Yeah. So it didn't even really matter. They got busted by the droid, mm. I don't think. Yeah. It was kind of a nice moment, though, when they're in the ship and Finn's like, you're helping, you know, they make weapons for the bad guy. And it goes, okay, hang on. So who owned this ship? Let's look at what they did. Oh, they built the TIE Fighter and TIE Bomber. And look, they also built the X-Wing. It's like, oh, hmm, yeah. So I suppose maybe everything isn't as black and white as I think it is. Do you really want to be the people who are under, like, selling under the table when you also have first order contracts? Yeah. Uh... Snoke finds out that you're selling X-Wings to the Rebels and it's right. like... He's just going to force choke you from across the galaxy. Because he can do that. Because he can do that. That's a good point. That is an excellent point. Gutsy, then. <laughs> Gutsy, <laughs> war profiteer. <laughs> not a smart one, though. Probably not smart, but was, I mean, alive to that point, so hey. He might have gotten trampled. He might have, but I mean, the X-Wing's been around for a long time. And if he was building X-Wings at any point and not gotten busted for it at this point, like to this point, then I, I assume. Sure. I assume by now it's an entirely new model of X wings. Like they're not the same ones from like a New Hope. I mean, I don't really see any differences. They've done a really good job keeping those things consistent. The difference is there, there's some color differences. Like Pose is a more of a black than a gray, but yeah, the droid area is different because BB-8's head rolls back when they do that boost, and it fits into like a slot there. So if BB yeah. needs to take cover, he can't. R2 never really could. No. I mean, that, that, great, they cut a hole That's in true. it. It's charged 20% more. <laughs> I, I, Probably. I assume the changes are under the hood, right? Like. Yeah, but the visuals are extremely similar, at the very least. Yes, yes, yes. All right, so Finn and Rose accomplish little to zero things and actively cause people to die, which is bad. That, that, I assume that entirely is setting up the love triangle. Right, which I could not care any less about. Uh, they also introduced the kid. Oh my gosh. And the kid, who I also could not care any less about. Okay, like, okay, the but the street urchins in general are cute. The Force-sensitive one is adorable, but I don't care. I don't care. I don't care about kids in my Star Wars movies. Phantom Menace ruined that for me. <laughs> if you want there to be young people in the film, at least have them be 15 or 16 years old, and we'll call that good. Ray is about as young as I'm willing to let it go. Yes, and they have to be farm boys or scrappers or at least yeah. heading down to Toshley's for some power converters. Come on. They have to be born and raised on some desert planet, correct? <laughs> that is the criteria for young people in Star Wars. I mean, I don't care about the kid at the moment. Maybe something interesting will happen there. Finding another reason to go back to a gambling town just for some uh, kid is going to be... Painful. Yeah, there's going to be some mental gymnastics there. Yeah, I don't... I do not look forward going back to gambling town for any purpose what i imagine is episode nine will be set like 10 years later and the kid's grown up and wants to join the rebellion yeah i'm okay with that it's like if that's all we see of him until he's basically an adult i can roll with it it's like oh he had a rough childhood he got hope from the stories of the resistance and luke skywalker and now he's here to help okay i'm on board that's fine please do it that way star wars there were several people and I say several, probably somewhere in the hundreds range, who entirely missed the fact that that kid was Force-sensitive. They missed the broom? They missed the broom. I'm like, how do you miss the broom? There's like one thing going on in that shot. It's the entire shot is the broom. Yeah. And it's not like a super close-up as the broom moves to his hand, but that's all that's happening. I bet these people are also the people that missed that Rey stole the Jedi's text. (laughs) That was a little faster. That was much faster, yeah. 
But, it was. But there was also two yeah, shots. Yeah, I'm sure they did. There was also two shots. Right. There were. Speaking of things that we missed real quick, Luke on the salt planet didn't leave footprints when he walked. Oh, didn't he? Nope. Ooh. Totally missed that. They were trying to give that to us and I missed it. There were things like that that were thrown in that are meant to be clues for the yep. audience to pick up on what the fact that it was a hologram. The one that I feel like Kylo Ren should have picked up on was the fact that he was using the wrong lightsaber. Yeah, because he'd exploded that one with Ray like 10 minutes ago. Yeah, and yep. now it's like, hold on, how did he get it? To be fair, Kylo Ren was knocked unconscious and doesn't know that the lightsaber was necessarily split in twain. That's true. That's true. They blew. They exploded it and they got knocked out. Okay, that's fair. But, but maybe a little bit of an eyebrow raise there. Yes. Also, like, okay, Jedi are good, but Jedi getting hammered by 87,000 bolts <laughs> from an AT-AT, I don't know. I don't know if Yoda could have survived that, you know? He probably couldn't have. That was kind of the point. He wanted to infuriate Kylo Ren, because Kylo Ren yeah, and- is in- almost entirely dependent on his hate in the dark side of the Force. Right? Yes. It's like all hate and rage, and when, you know, your former master walks out and then doesn't get killed by all that and he's like throwing some very modern shade by the way by like swiping <laughs> off his coat it's like a very 20th century gesture mm. i i feel like that was entirely done just to enrage him to get him to come down and fight 100 percent. well and enrage him and like we have to get through this guy apparently turbo lasers can't do it so might as well go give it a shot that's kind of what i felt like i didn't know that it was like a this isn't a rash decision. I have to go down by myself. It was like, what else am I going to do if he can survive that kind of punishment? Well, here's the thing. The reason why I think it's so important that he was, like, baiting him, right? I would love to see a, like, a pig replay of that where it's just, you baited. Uh, <laughs> Luke also hadn't done anything to fight back. If Ren had not been um, so enraged, he might have just been like, all right, well, let's keep walking and see what he does. Because yeah. if turbo lasers can't do it, stepping on him might, or at least that would force him to act, which would have obviously broken the illusion. Yes. Yeah. I mean, there are things he could have done to figure it out, but but he didn't. That is why that enraging was... him is so important. Yeah. I mean, it's the weakness of being dependent upon your rage for your power is that it clouds your judgment at the same time. It's not the greatest way to do things. Turns out that's why the dark side is stupid sometimes yes i was incredibly worried though that they're going to cliffhanger us when luke strides out there and it's showing these angles of him and the music's dramatic and intense and suspenseful you thought it was game and, and roll the credits and it was about at the two hour mark and i was like oh no we're <laughs> <laughs> gonna they're gonna cliffhanger us my wife turned over to me and said the same thing she was like this is this the end and i was like i better not be <laughs> Oh, I could be so upset. But then it wasn't. It was okay. And then there was like 40 minutes to go. <laughs> <laughs> it was a long movie. A long, long Star Wars film, which is fine. I'm never going to complain about more Star Wars. I'm just not. Not at this point. Okay, so how did you feel about probably the most Game of Thronesy scene? There's a lot of Game of Thrones. The, yeah, but what's, if you had to pick one thing that is Game of Thrones, what would you say it is? Uh, oh, man. Because I would say Unexpected That's- Deaths. Yes. Does anybody get murdered at a wedding? (laughs) 
I don't think there was a wedding in Star Wars. I really blanked oh, there out was during not. that third act. No, a lot of people die, though. Freaking Admiral Akbar oh, gets an off screen four second mention of his death. Poor Akbar. Very upset about that. Akbar's great. He's amazing. He's the guy and who can spot traps. Super dead. After they've been sprung. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem with Admiral Akbar. He's a little Captain Obvious. But we love him anyway. He's got spunk. So, Snoke's death. Yeah. <gasps> yes. 100% yes. Super Games of Thrones to me. Like, I, I thought yep. he would see it, or he was a hologram, or he was an android, yeah. or something. But no, they just sliced him in half. I thought he'd survive it. I thought he was like, oh, you've impaled me with a lightsaber. How pedestrian. I'm totally <laughs> fine. You know? I totally, I totally expected that. And then he's cut in half, falls over, and I was like, oh, well, that... I, I guess that's it. Mm, I guess, I, huh. I guess Snoke's done. Huh. Huh. Who saw that coming? Not anyone. Nobody. Nobody saw that coming. Good, good little audience scare, jump scare thing there. Probably the best thing about this movie, love it or hate it, uh, which we clearly love it. But the thing that I love most about it is not necessarily the story or like that's going on in universe. It's watching all the Star Wars YouTubers over the last, like, year and a half make fan theories that have all been <laughs> wrong. <laughs> I love yeah. seeing that they're all wrong now. Yep. It's like Ryan Johnson, the director, watched all those and said, how could we make every one of these be wrong somehow? <laughs> and figured it out. Okay, so that does kind of segue into a concept that bothers me about the film is the complete lack of answers. Force Awakens is all about what is Rey's parentage? Who the crap is this Snoke guy? Where did he come from and what are his goals? And then it's just like, mm, none of these questions are answered. Thank you for coming to our film. Okay, who Snoke is does not get answered. That is true. No. Uh, but apparently, according to some of the canon novels, he's been hanging out in the dark space for, like, uncharted space for a while. Mm -hmm. Like, to the point where he was actually, it's canon that he was sending messages to the Emperor. Okay, so like, how old is this dude? Uh, if I remember correctly, and I will look this up and write in the show notes whether or not I was right and wrong, but apparently he's over a thousand years old. Holy smokes! So he predates Palpatine by a whole bunch. Yeah. Where was he? Hiding out in dark space. Why was he hiding out? Don't know. All right, fair enough. I mean, I've also seen some theories that he was a secret apprentice of Palpatine. Is there any evidence to say this is not the case? I, I don't see that being likely. Well, one, because it would probably be the other way around, if anything, because Snoke is so much older. And he's much more powerful in the Force. Yeah, probably? Definitely. How? Okay, he face slams Hux from across the galaxy. He can pull direct information from people's minds. You don't think the Emperor can do any of these things? The Emperor would have if he could have, and he could feel emotions and sense thoughts but nothing is intent and direct as finding that luke was on act two from ray right he could pull open uh ben solo's mind to see what his thoughts and actions were and who they were directing them to from distance no but i mean when ben solo was uh well, uh oh. padawan yeah yes from distance when he was a padawan yeah and, yeah and it's also he was bridging Kylo Ren and Rey from across the galaxy. Like he, right. Which is like the plot twist at the end of the movie is that they're still being connected even though Snoke's dead. I don't think anyone's yeah. talking about that. Um, I've seen it asked, like, what the crap? And the response generally seems to be, 
while Snoke opened the door doesn't mean that he necessarily closed it before he died. I mean, that makes sense. And Snoke's manipulation of objects with the Force is enough to overpower Rey when she tries to steal the lightsaber. Because he, he swings it around, bongs her on the head, and puts it back down. Which was hilarious! <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Rey's not exactly a full Jedi Knight no, or anything. No, she's not. But her, she has such raw strength that Kylo Ren and her could not pull a lightsaber away from each other. And he is trained. She is not. And Snoke overpowered her. Yes, and Kylo tried to mind rape her in Force Awakens and couldn't do it. But he right. could force freeze her like he did with the light, uh, the laser bolt. And she got stuck in the forest and she was like, uh, uh, uh. that's how he captured her. Yeah, but then somehow she got out of that. He freezed her in the forest, and then he took her to the ship, and then he walked off when he couldn't get anything from her. He was going to deliver her to Snoke, and then she learns how to use Jedi mind tricks on Daniel Craig's Stormtrooper. That forest. Sorry, I was thinking late in the movie forest. No, not that one. Got it. Okay, I will acquiesce. I will allow that it seems like Snoke is more powerful than the Emperor, based on what we've seen. Snoke's Force Lightning also acts differently to the Emperor's. Yeah. Because he kind of like shocked it into the ground and then it came up around him. It was so fast. While that is different, wasn't necessarily meant to kill, right? So like he can no. he can maybe do like flash lightning, but not powerful lightning. Who knows? He can't do either now. Well, that was kind of like smacking your puppy on the nose of the rolled up newspaper, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. With, with, at 40,000 volts. <laughs> Yes, like poor Kylo, but that's what that was. Okay, so, all right, so that's Snoke. We still don't know. And then Ray parentage. I don't believe Kylo when he says that Ray comes from nothing, literally from garbage traders. Because that whole scene was him negging her, was him <laughs> trying to make her believe that she's nothing, and then trying to slide in there and, well, I believe in you and come join me and we'll rule the galaxy. It was an expert neg which she did not buy. But I think he would have said anything to try to attain that goal at that point. That's exactly what it was. Like, textbook. I'm not debating you. I think it's a perfect okay. example. Uh, yeah. I just think the part where he gets her to admit it first, because she's known it all the time. She's been growing up by herself on Jakku. Yes. Right. I think, it's, I think that's actually what it is. I think he might be like making up whatever where they died in pauper's graves and sold it for drinking money that might be made up they might still be alive i don't know but i do think her family is nobody hmm okay i don't see the point in making characters that always have to be related to someone somehow right but i mean the star wars saga begins with anakin being a nobody a slave boy born to a slave it's not a consistent all the time someone has to be of important birth. It started with anyone. And sure, there's been a lot of Skywalker blood since then, but I don't think it's been every single time. Important to the movie Force users, they're all related to the Skywalker bloodline in some way. Yeah. Except for Rey. Except I don't think they have to be at the point. Obi-Wan Kenobi yeah. in Revenge of the Sith went toe-to-toe -to -toe with Anakin, right? Yeah. Not a Skywalker. Why can't we have no. another force user who is just as powerful as the skywalker bloodline but isn't like somehow related to them sure okay so on that line why couldn't ray be like a granddaughter of obi-wan he has a secret family nobody knows about 
Uh, well, in the Clone Wars cartoon, they cover what happens if Obi-Wan would have a family, and there was, like, some duchess that he was like, if you had said the word, Mom, I would have left the Jedi Order, and we could have settled down and had hundreds of fat babies. That sounds like Obi-Wan. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> right. But he doesn't it's do that. <laughs> does it show, like, an alternate future where he does that? No. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. But, but he doesn't do that. No, he doesn't do that. To the end of Revenge of the Sith, wherein he goes into hiding and we don't see him for 20 years. Okay, but what what is gained from the movie having it being it's Rey Kenobi? Everybody goes, ooh, shiny. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just to have a character who's not related? Yeah, it is. So I, what are we arguing for then? Because I don't like the fact that they spent so much time in Force Awakens having her wonder about her parentage and then there's nothing about her parentage well no the, that's the, a terrible filmmaking technique you know, the film technique being used here is the association in parallel to uh kylo ren she doesn't know who her family are but she keeps trying to find them elsewhere like leia she kind of sees as a mother now there was yeah, and she tries to make han her dad and then luke right while kylo yeah. ren is doing his best not to be dependent on his family and trying yes. to cut that off. That's they're showing the two sides of the coin and the mirror image or whatever. But the fact that she's trying to find family members, family figures, and people who aren't her family doesn't mean her family has to be nothing. Doesn't mean it has she to could be, be something. No, it doesn't. I'm just saying she could be entirely unaware of the fact that her family has some kind of significance. They don't have to be Skywalkers, they don't have to be Kenobis, but something of somewhere for her to not know who she is and to try to fit in, because that's totally fine. She's unaware of it. It doesn't mean it doesn't have it can't exist. Okay, right? she's the Different. daughter of a clone trooper. Is that better now? <laughs> that's actually a theory that I saw. So when she's in the cave and she's like, show me my parents, and it's like, here's an endless line of you. It's a little bit it's a little bit on the nose, but if it it could possibly mean that she's a clone of some kind. Yeah, it could. I mean, I didn't truthfully, I didn't entirely understand what that shiny rock was showing her. Like No. Like what is it about this place that shows you a thousand years in a like time loop? Why? <laughs> <laughs> like nothing that really, yes. nothing that really makes sense. Uh, but the it, well, okay. But the clicking so was cool. It was a really fun visual and auditory thing for sure. Mm. Okay, so the message that I got from it is that she had the ability to look backwards and see where she came from, but instead look forward to the future. So it kind of symbolizes her deciding to not worry about it as much anymore and say, okay, yes, where I came from, I care about that. But what's more important is the future of the galaxy, is the future of the resistance, is defeating this great evil that has come up. And that's what matters. And if I never find out about my past, but I succeed in the future, that's more important. It's what I got. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll roll with that. All right, we can be on the same side there. <sighs> so, I, this is out of nowhere, but I really was kind of entertained by the fact that they said, okay, we're going to bring back Yoda, mm -hmm. and we're going to CGI him, but we're not going to do CGI Yoda from the prequel movies. <laughs> we're going to CGI the puppet <laughs> from the original trilogy and see how the audience responds to that. It was such an interesting choice. And there was an applause <laughs> when they showed well, CGI puppet go. Yoda. People loved that. People love Yoda. I don't know if it was it was Yoda or it was puppet Yoda. 
but either yeah. way they loved Yoda. Yeah. And you know what? I I kind of respect the decision. It's giving respect to the original trilogy where you came from, but also making use of the tools you have today. So I think it's a giant F you to Lucas is what it is. Because oh. in the if you went out and bought the Blu-rays of the Star Wars movies, like you can buy a six disc box set, whatever. Specialized. They've CGI'd a CGI over the puppet in the yep. original trilogy. Yeah. So, you know, CGIing back in a puppet. That is kind of a middle finger. I like it. <laughs> Page turners. They were not. <laughs> they were not. That was great. <laughs> that was so good. I just love. I love how Luke's concerned about the books. And he's like, have you read them? And then Luke's <laughs> kind of sheepishly. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Most of them. Yeah. Weren't super interesting, Sheepish. were they? Right, and he just says Ray's experience is a better teacher for her to become a Jedi than those books. End of discussion. I'm going to blow it all up. And then, yeah, then she has good. them anyway. So right, he, he kind of, he, he's kind of playing with Luke there. It's like I'm going to blow them up because she doesn't need them. She's got them secretly. You'll never know. I I mean I kind of like it. I kind of like this whole new model of you know what? Let Jedi figure this out on their own. Mm. Maybe training is a bad idea considering what happened with Anakin and what happened with Ben, maybe we're doing it wrong, you know? Maybe. How did you feel about Luke being killed? You know, I thought it was an impressive acting performance from Mark Hamill overall. Mm -hmm. I was impressed with what he did with his role. I think the fact that he died didn't make any sense, but considering the theme of the movie was moving forward and letting the past be the past... It kind of had to happen. Yeah. I mean, I think it had to happen in the sense that these new trilogies are handing off the mantle of Star Wars movies from the old cast to the new cast. Yeah. It's the Rey and Finn and Poe show now and everyone else is gone. Right. And Chewie, I guess, he's still hanging around as like a main character. He is. Doing almost nothing. Almost nothing except flying the Millennium Falcon like a brilliant madman. Exceptionally well. I feel like Han was riding on Chewie's coattails his entire career. <laughs> he might have been. I mean, I, I think his death, you know, makes sense. Yeah. With the extreme effort of projecting a hologram across the galaxy. But I watched a video today, which was it's a film theory kind of thing, that Mark Hamill didn't know that Luke was going to die in the movie. Until when? Until, until the, they shot that scene? No, until the premiere. Like, they just... Wait, what? Yeah. Because there's a video here that's it's seven minutes, and I'm going to pull it up and send you a link. You just need to watch from like watch from three minutes to you know four minutes, and it's just a quick shot of Mark Hamill before and after the movie plays. Him on like the red carpet talking about how much fun he's having, and then it's him with an interview with the director afterward. <laughs> Can't believe they did that. All right, three minutes on the dot. Uh, yeah, three minutes roughly. All right. Yeah, at that point he's like talking about some stuff, but three minutes. <laughs> he has PTSD! <laughs> he has a thousand yard stare! Yep. <laughs> he didn't know he was gonna die. Holy smokes. Yep. <laughs> He's just looking off with his mouth open. <laughs> oh my goodness. 
Okay, that is the greatest thing of all time. <laughs> Link will be in the show notes. Because, yeah, they kind of just, like, force Twinkle him away. They don't really need him for that scene. Mm-hmm. So he thought he just force jumped or whatever, stopped the force projection, and was still on the island at the end of the film. Mm. Wow. That is the greatest thing ever. Good find. Uh, I, 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 I have a feeling that like he kind of brought it upon himself. Like All the other mo- uh, Star Wars movies and like the suggestions box are all kind of cuts of Mark Hamill on late night TV and stuff like that saying like you're not going to expect what's happening and i did completely disagree with how my character's gone and yada 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 and like one of them was like mark hamill's just it's all about the money it doesn't have to be good it's just they just want to make money he was like really bad mouthing the movie before it came out really that's annoying mm. uh, that did huh. that did kind of stop in like the last eight months and it turned way down i think that was disney basically being like oi mate <laughs> Or maybe it turned out better than he thought it would. Mm, maybe. Maybe. But Wow. I, okay. Good. He, he's definitely shocked by something. By something? Uh, I, I don't know. What... I just can't I can't get enough. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh that was that was great. So Luke's dead. Luke's dead, Han's dead, he, Leia's dead. Here's the thing. I think he hasn't quite worked out that he could come back as a force ghost in the last movie to give Ray directions. Yes. Like Obi-Wan, Qui-Gon, or Yoda. <laughs> right. Yeah. Although, or Anakin. Or Anakin, yeah. <laughs> you don't like the idea or Anakin? Anakin earned nothing. Yeah. Anakin was terrible as Anakin. He was terrible as Darth Vader for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And then he picks up the Emperor and throws him down a shaft, and that's redemption. Garbage, I say. Complete garbage. I agree. Okay, good. All right, good. <laughs> grumble, grumble, Anakin, force ghost, grumble. <laughs> I, I mean, there's a reason why it was Yoda that came to Luke on the island. Yeah. I mean, Obi-Wan would have been nice, too. Yeah. I mean, But it's, harder to CGI Alec Guinness, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you could go with the Ewan McGregor. Oh, a young? Yeah, okay. They could have done that. Like, they're in yeah. the force now. Let them look however they want to look. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, okay. Yeah. Hmm. But no, it was Yoda. It was Yoda because everybody loves Yoda and nobody has problems with Yoda. Could have done the um, Grain Moff Tarkin treatment on Alec Guinness from Rogue One. That's what I'm saying. It was it was good and just the soulless eyes that come along with Uncanny <laughs> Valley. I, the lights are on, but nobody's quite home. <laughs> I thought it was really good what they did. I mean, you could... It, you could tell that that's not a real person, although there was a real yep. person there for shooting purposes. Yes. Um, which I can't remember the name of the actor who played him, but that's also his voice. They didn't have to do anything to the voice to make it. Oh, that's some nice work then. Yeah. Dude can do a great talking. I wonder if he had slippers. Yeah. Why? Penny cushions, yeah. He didn't want to wear the riding boots that all the other Imperial officers wore because he was old and it hurt his feet so he wore slippers on set so this shot him from the waist up that's fantastic that's, that's entirely why you only ever see him from the waist up <laughs> that's a good star wars trivia i like that one <laughs> <laughs> you get it peter you tell george lucas what's up and he's only in the first movie so that is fine. true yeah actually just rewatched that uh with my kids 
they hadn't seen it. And my oldest was saying, Dad, did they destroy the Death Star? You got to tell me if they win or not. And I was like, no, no spoilers, son. That, that ruins all the fun. The other thing you thought was the best was that the larger X-Wing pilot was named Porkins. <laughs> he is. He laughed. He laughed so hard at that. But he is named. I didn't encourage it. He is. I know. It's funny. It's very mean. It's very mean by George Lucas. Yeah. <laughs> not debating that. <laughs> but that is his name. Porkins. 70s were a different time. We've covered the main stuff. I'm trying to think if we missed anything. Oh, yeah. Finn actively trying to commit suicide. Did you have any <laughs> thoughts about this? Um, my main thought was that wouldn't work and you're just going to die. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, it wasn't going to work, and I'm pretty sure he knew it wasn't going to work, right? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. To be fair, he is the one there who knows what that is, right? And how to what stop death it. Is? No, no. Oh, with the cannon. <laughs> the is. cannon, the miniature Death Star tank. It's <laughs> the one who knows right, right. what death is. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of get it that maybe he knows that that might work. The, also, the way that Rose saves him makes no sense because. The speeders all kind of travel at the same speed, but her one takes a longer path to intercept him. Agreed. And somehow, no, I don't get it. No sense. No sense at all. Uh, I think it would have been perfectly fine if they just both died. Yeah, like if she'd tried to save him, but they just got blown up anyway. Let's be honest. If you're Finn, aren't you feeling real bad about your part in this whole adventure? Yeah. He knows the dude they recruited from the jail betrayed them. them. He does, yes. And specifically told the First Order about the ships heading for the planet and saw the order to fire on those ships. Yes. He knows everything. Okay. And the only reason he found Rose and was able to go on the entire adventure was because he was trying to jump ship. Yep. He was trying to go rogue and do something on his own. Ugh, bad. Bad fin. I'm just saying, like, when he's going to sleep at night, that's the stuff he thinks about. It's <laughs> not a great topic. Yeah. No. He's going to be on the yeah. island next. <laughs> just hanging out with Luke, doing some penance. Because let's face it, the entire rebel, you know, the entire rebellion goes from a planet base to four ships, like a four ship fleet, to, like, enough people to fit on the Millennium Falcon. Yep. They take some serious hits. Almost entirely because of Finn. Yep. It's, uh, yeah, yeah Finn. It's rough. Not a good run, Finn. Not a good run. I did like the hug that he shared with Ray at the end. Oh, it was nice. Yeah. It was good. They've been through a lot. They care about each other. Haven't seen each other in who knows how long. Yeah. He's been unconscious for a long time. What? What is the time scale for this movie and the last movie? Uh, I mean, it doesn't seem, maybe a couple of weeks at the most. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, they don't really help us out with that. Yeah, I didn't get anything romantic between Finn and Rey, even from Finn. But I felt like there was some of that in The Force Awakens, but in Last Jedi, I just felt like he was, he just, they've been through a lot, they're friends, they have some shared experience, you know? I think that is what they're going to go for, though. It's because yeah. his, his entire thing about why it is he wanted to get away in the first place was he was worried that she was bringing Luke back to the fleet under attack so he wanted to get the beacon thingy that leia had as far away as possible yes his whole thing was to help ray 100 percent. yeah yeah it's also okay. the first so, thing he asked when he wakes up from coma it is well the first thing we see he's kind of wandering around for a while too he could have been like where's the bathroom I, do you know what i really miss back to tanks 
I really yeah. wish they had stuck him in a back to tank. Yeah, I don't know that the current system's any better. Who knows? Maybe it is. The back to tank's just a really cool visual. Yeah, it's really great. I mean, that is Lucas is a visual genius, and that was one of his better ones. Yeah, I mean, the potential for love triangles is kind of stupid. You've got Finn, Rose, Poe, and Ray in any kind of combination. Yeah, I mean, I think Poe and C three PO have a thing going. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Also, they changed C-3PO's arm back from red. Without explaining it at all. I know. <laughs> Not even the tiniest bit. Oh, so disappointing. There was. There's that great scene in the first Star Wars where Luke's like, so Han, uh, what, what do you think about that princess? And he's like, ah, whatever. And he's like, yeah, that's great. I'm glad you feel that way. <laughs> <laughs> it's so transparent. <laughs> But it's so perfect. <laughs> it is. There were there are better moments in the first Star Wars than I'd remembered. I hadn't seen it in a while. Oh, man, when was the last time you watched it? It's probably been five years. Oh. Before last week. It hurts to hear you say that. I watch it I like once a year, probably. It's good. Oh, it's so good. The pacing in some parts has a couple issues, but if you can forgive that, it's a really good film. Yeah, Hero's Journey. To a T. Anyway, I think we're about to wrap up. Yeah, I think so too. All right. So it's time to wrap up. So that's going to be it from us. Thank you for joining us for another edition of the Falcon Paladin Hour. Polluted. Also, please consider donating to our Patreon. There's a link in the show notes to that one. Even as little as a dollar a month would be much appreciated and help us feel much love from subscribers like you. So, all right. Thanks again for being here. And until next time, as always, thank you so much for listening. And you take care of yourself. <laughs> <laughs>